After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Love 
in the AM. I don't know if it's a recent uh, Yo-Ya obsession or a recent uh, Poogie obsession, but uh, either way, <laughs> both roads lead to uh, playing it on an early morning Thursday here <laughs> at JM in the AM. That's the uh, Yo-Ya selection off of Kaveret by Park. Uh, you heard Shlomo Katzvah, Kohan Nehem Yisma Chatani, done by Udi Davidi. Srili Tversky, name I haven't heard in a while, with Yassis. Song called Your Name, done by Eighth Day off of Hula. And, of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's a Thursday on this August 16th, the 5th of Elul. Good morning, everybody. The year 5778, but not for long. Less than a month away from the brand new year. We blow show for today. That'll happen later on. And, of course, our Sephardic friends are already saying Slicho. 77 degrees outside here in New York with 82% humidity. Winds are southwest at 2 miles an hour. Partly cloudy, a high 93, another one of those heat wave days. And tonight, partly cloudy and a low of 76. Tomorrow, Friday, mostly sunny, a high 89. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 83. We're at 77 degrees here in New York. As we say good morning at JM in the AM. A couple of things going on today here with us at uh, JM in the AM. Uh, Harry Rothenberg is going to join us in the 8 o'clock hour. One of the, uh, the Divrei Torah that we have added to our weekly presentation here at JM in the AM is his uh, video blog that occurs every single, um, every single, well, for us, every single Friday at one o'clock that he releases in the middle part of the week to um, his vast viewership. So we'll speak with him coming up in the eight o'clock hour. And uh, earlier uh, in the show at about 735, Rabbi uh, Avraham Bronstein, you may recall that I was in the uh, Hampton Synagogue this past Shabbos. It's Rabbi, Rabbi Bronstein, a um, wonderful man who has uh, the responsibility, it seems, I think it's his responsibility, of putting together really an amazing program every Shabbat, all summer, and really in some ways all through the year, in addition to his regular rabbinic duties. <clears throat> so Rabbi Bronstein is going to join us <clears throat> coming up. We'll have a chance to speak about the Hampton Synagogue and the unique uh, congregation that he leads uh, in the 7 o'clock hour this morning. JM in the AM Thursday. Thanks for tuning in. 27 minutes before 7 o'clock. We welcome your comments from around the world. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. Comment away. Let us know where you are, what you want to hear, etc., etc. And don't forget to like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Plenty happening on a Thursday at JM in the AM. Bon Fiat. 
שוישן חויכים, אהב אסקלום נישוי סטוידים, מבונציה שוישן חויכים, אהב אסקלום נישוי סטוידים, הוא יבונה Oh. 
started out an office boy and climbed up the corporate ladder. He made a buck, a bit of luck, everything fit in the pattern. The wife and kids, the house they lived, they were so proud he'd arranged it. He said his goal, he's in control, but he'd forgotten the main thing. Yes, he'd forgotten the main thing. They strange the world seemed changed he suddenly couldn't control it and now he knew he'd missed the clue he had to think back and retrieve it search and find a peace of mind that comes to a heart that's believing that comes to a heart that's believing they are your taking care and we are his children forever the world is blind we need to find the meaning that hides in the chaos heroes sublime his name divine a loving creator who made us a loving creator who Thank you. 
Miami wrapping up a an exciting 6 a.m. hour here at JM in the AM. See if our news from Israel is ready to go. If it is, then we will uh, head straight to it. If not, then we'll start reviewing some of the things we've been listening to. Oh, here we go. על הרשויות לנקוט באמצעים מיידיים, כתבנו גל חן. בבדיקות שביצע המשרד ברחבי הארץ התגלו היתושים הנושאים על עצמם את קדחת הנילוס המערבי. הנגיף המסוכן גורם לחום גבוה, כאבי שרירים ולעיתים אף למוות. מאחר ואין חיסון לנגיף, המשרד קורא לרשויות המקומיות להדביר בדחיפות את היתושים ולהגביר את הפיקוח בשטחן. שר האוצר משה כחלון מגיב לראשונה על עליית מדד מחירי הדירות בתשע עשיריות האחוז בחודשים מאי ויוני. לדברי כחלון, המגמה הנמשכת היא דווקא ירידת מחירים. כתבנו ניתאי ענבי. כחלון צייץ בטוויטר, נתון כזה או אחר לא ישנה מגמה שלמה. נמשיך להילחם ולהיאבק למען הזוגות הצעירים ועל זכותם לרכוש דירה במחיר הוגן. הוא צירף גרף המתאר את השינויים במדד מחירי הדירות בחודשים האחרונים, אלא שקני המידה של הגרף אינם תקינים, ואינם ממחישים את הזינוק בתשע עשיריות האחוז שנרשם אתמול. לפי נתוני הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה, חזר מדד מחירי הדירות לרמתו לפני שנה בדיוק. המשטרה עצרה חשוד שהסליק 66 מנות הרואין בתוך גרב, כתבתנו מוריה אסרף. החשוד בן 40 מתל אביב נעצר כשברשותו גרב ובה החביא מעל 80 גרם של הרואין המחולק ל-66 מנות מוכנות להפצה ומסחר ברחוב. החשוד נעצר לחקירה והובא להארכת מעצרו בבית משפט השלום בתל אביב. שני פועלים נפצעו הבוקר בינוני בנפילה מגובה באתרי בנייה בתל אביב. הפועלים, שניהם כבני 50, הועברו לקבלת טיפול בבתי חולים. כתבתנו הדס שטייף מזכירה שמתחילת שנת 2018 נהרגו 30 פועלי בניין ונפצעו עוד 114. היועץ לביטחון לאומי לשעבר של נשיא קוריאה הדרומית, צ'ון יונג יו, מזהיר ביומן החוץ בגלי צה"ל, גם אם קוריאה הצפונית תתפרק מנשק גרעיני בהסכם עם טראמפ, הם יוכלו לייצר אותו בחזרה בתוך חודש. יש להם את כל הידע והטכנולוגי לכך, אם הם יצליחו להרים על הקהילה הבינלאומית, הם יוכלו לבנות מאגר נשק גרעיני לא בתוך שנה או שנתיים, אלא בכמה חודשים. אלון חזן, מאמן נבחרת הנוער של ישראל בכדורגל, קיבל את ההצעה להתמנות לעוזר מאמן הנבחרת הבוגרת. ניר לוין יחליף אותו בנבחרת הנוער. המאמן אנדי הרצוג בירך את חזן ואמר כי השילוב ביניהם יסייע לפיתוח וקידום הנבחרת. חזן אמר, אין כבוד גדול יותר וכמובן גם אתגר עצום. בתוכניתנו עושים ספורט עם בוני גינסבורג ועידן קבלר, ספד חזן ליושב ראש ההתאחדות לכדורגל לשעבר גברי לוי, שהלך לעולמו הלילה בגיל 80. יום לא קל ואנחנו באמת כולנו משתתפים בצער המשפחה. בן אדם ישיר, קשוח, מסוג הגברי לוי שכולם הכירו כמנהל להקה שדורש את המאה ולפעמים גם עוד עשרה אחוז שאין, הוא דורש גם אותם. שהוא באמת היה איש מיוחד. הוא היה אומר את דעתו בכוח, אבל הוא גם היה מבין את הדרישה של השחקנים שעומדים מולו. ומזג האוויר ללא שינוי ניכר, בשבת תחול ירידה במידות החום. אלה החדשות שעורכת גל ויצנר.
שלא מרגישים, את הלהבה אשר בוערת מבפנים, היא בתוך הנשמה, מהירה וחמה. Ma 
מצאתי שתי מילים שיהודים אומרים בכל מקום על מה שכבר היה, מה שעוד לא קרה לא משנה כי זה תמיד יהיה נכון מודים אנחנו לא בכל יום ומהללים
in the a.m. Good morning, all. It's Thursday on this August 16th, the 5th of Elo. Lots to review here because we went straight to our uh, newscast at the top of the hour. Let's get back to some of the things we've been doing. Um, and by the way, we have our Elo chauffeur blowing coming up. Elo chauffeur blowing is included in the list of items you could sponsor in memory of somebody, in honor of somebody. For somebody's birthday, etc., etc., go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, click on sponsorship opportunities, and you'll be all set. Ari Goldwag with Lonav Seek. You heard Yaakov Shweki with Yishtabach and Aish. Before the news, Miami had Echad Keneged, Simcha Liner had Tenli Siman, Ain Odmil Vado, that was Avi Peretz, Hashem Melach from Mordechai Shapiro, Michal Przanski with Mitzvah Haba. New York Boys Choir had Menagain, and the Simcha Liner had Mivon Siach. That reviews the music for you. On this Thursday morning broadcast, it's JM in the AM. A lot of action today, by the way. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Unlocking Greatness with Charlie Harari. At 10 o'clock, Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Josephs. At the 10.30, Miriam Wallach will speak to um, Dr. Tali Landau-Aronoff author of Hell and Back. 
her story of surviving breast cancer. That's coming up at 10.30. Live lunch with all of us coming up at 11 a.m. Throwback Thursday, JM Rewind. Erev Shabbos show tonight at 7 p.m. Hosted by Mark Zomik and presented by our wonderful friends at Kedem. That happens tonight beginning at 7 p.m. There's a lot happening, a lot happening on this amazing network right here. On your app, on your computer, on your archives, on your phone, however, whatever method you're using to listen in and be part of it. Um, check out the app for a second. See what people want to hear, what they have to say. Uh, someone's requesting some eighth day. We'll see if we could do that. Rebecca says there's free health screening today at JFS in Passaic, plus a free lunch. You can email S. Bodenheim at fsclifton.org. Again, that's uh, S. Bodenheim at fsclifton, uh, Clifton rather, uh, dot org. Uh, if you want, you can just take a look at our app and you'll see her comment and you can then go ahead and follow up. But there is a, a free health screening happening at JFS in Passaic today. Free lunch as well. Check it out and take care of yourselves. 18 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning. It's JM in the AM. Every move I make, I'm breathing you. Every word I say, every single day, I speak of you. You bring me up, you take me down. My heart's awake and I see you now. And through the nights when I'm afraid, I close my eyes and I feel your grace. Every move I make, I'm breathing you. Every word I say, every single day, I speak of you. You bring me up, you take me down. My heart's awake and I see you now. And through the night when I'm afraid, I close my eyes and I feel your grace. Close my eyes If I climb too high 
J.M. in the A.M., R.A. Kunstler with B'Shem Hashem off of the album entitled Our Eyes Are On You here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, let's see. Uh, Solomon Brothers, brand new single, Kishoshana. You heard Yoni Z, that's brand new with Up. Ari Goldwag had Lo Seek. J.M. in the A.M. Thursday. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Plenty more coming up as we 
head until 9 a.m. and then provide an amazing day of great programming here at NSN. Plus, tomorrow, don't forget, Erev Shabbos, always very popular here at JM and the M and the Malcolm Siegel Network, as you would suspect. Weekly update with Malcolm Honline and plenty more all tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Rav Zevin of Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizor. Oh, I apologize for that. Just <laughs> uh, hang on a second. And we will take care of that. Okay, here is <laughs> Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizok. Good morning. Rabbi Lozer once fell ill. Rabbi Yochanan went to visit him. He noticed that he was lying in a dark room. He was a poor man. He lived in a room without windows. Rabbi Yochanan then bared his arm and light radiated from it. He noticed that Rabbi Lozer was weeping. So he said to him, Why are you crying? Is it because you didn't study enough? Surely we learn that one who sacrifices a lot and the one who sacrifices a little have the same merit provided as long as the heart is directed towards Shemayim. Is it perhaps because of the lack of parnasa, livelihood? Not everybody has the privilege of learning and wealth at the same time. Is it perhaps because of the lack of children? This is the bone of my tenth son that was buried. Rebelosa replied, No, I'm crying because of your beauty that is going to rot in the earth. Rabbi Yochanan said, On that account, you surely have a reason to cry. And they both wept together. Rabbi Yochanan then said to him, Are your sufferings welcome to you? Rebelosa said, No, not the suffering and not their reward. Rabbi Yochanan then said, Give me your hand. Rabbi Lozer gave it to him. Rabbi Yochanan raised him and he cured him. The question is, if Rabbi Yochanan had such a power to extend his hand and heal a person, why did he ask all the questions? He could have just extended his hand in the first place and healed him. The answer is, if he would have asked first if he wants to get well, Rabbi Lozer might have said, no, just leave me alone and I'll die. He could have been so distressed because he felt that the Torah was far from him. He was poor and he had no children. Now, with the illness that he had and all of the pains and troubles, maybe he didn't have the power, the koyach, to go on. Maybe he just wanted to die. Because of this, Rabbi Yochanan began to take apart his troubles one by one to deal with each one separately until only the illness remained. And for that, he extended his hand to help him. Everyone has tsaras. Everyone has certain difficulties. Ein lecha adam she'ein lo yisurim. The Medrash tells us there isn't anyone that doesn't have some type of affliction. But when they're all jumbled together and you can't tell where one begins and the other ends, that brings a person to Yehush, to despair, to throwing up his hands. It is our job in this world to make it easier for people, 
to try and help them to understand their lives, to try and give them a better life, to understand that there is great hope for every person. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Jam the am boy sounds like our uh, Baltokea had a uh, <laughs> he dozed off there for a moment Thursday morning broadcast Jam in the am seventy seven degrees outside partly cloudy a high of ninety three welcoming those who are around the world tuned in on a Thursday morning as we really heat things up for this week Thursday and Friday obviously a uh, well I shouldn't say obviously may not be obvious to our listeners but to us it is um, an amazing and incredible slate of programming. On Thursday, and the same for Friday here at the Nahum Siegel Network. So I welcome all of you who are tuned in and who are set for a couple of great days here with NSN. Well, I mentioned that last Shabbos, uh, Stacy and I had the opportunity to be at the Hampton Synagogue, a unique experience, one I had not had before. And uh, we spoke to Rabbi Schneier earlier in the week, and uh, as I mentioned uh, more than once, uh, Cantor Hirschdick's going to be joining us for sure at some point before Slichus, before Labor Day weekend, to discuss the upcoming uh, Yom Naroyim from his perspective as the great Cantor that he is. Uh, and with us live via telephone is the rabbi of the synagogue, Rabbi Avraham Bronstein. We had the opportunity to spend Shabbos with uh, the Bronstein family and um, uh, to really enjoy the service that uh, he and Rabbi Schneier preside over in the unique Hampton Synagogue out in West Hampton Beach, New York. Rabbi Avraham Bronstein, welcome to JM in the AM. It's so great to be here, and it was really a pleasure hosting you and Stacy for Shabbos last week. I appreciate that. I was honored that uh, we made it into your By the Numbers section, which I thought was a, a, a sign of really making it out there at the Hampton Synagogue. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, <laughs> there's so much happening, as you can tell, over the course of any given weekend, just so you should know the context. So we had to figure out a good way to sort of tell the story of what goes on out there. And every Sunday night or Monday morning, Rabbi Schneier and I will get together and we'll try to figure out how to describe the weekend by the numbers. Um, Because nothing tells the story like statistics tells the story. Exactly. Meaning, you know, what a typical synagogue would do possibly is try to come up with a newsletter and write, you know, a few paragraphs about what happened last week or who was there or what special events happened, or anything like that. Um, if we tried to do that over the course of the summer, we'd be writing pages and pages every single week. And, right, that's right. true. So we figured this was a cute way to try to capture the spirit of what goes on on a typical Shabbat um, in our summer season. You know, I, I, I've given uh, my listeners this week somewhat of a perspective from my point of view uh, what it's like to be at this unique congregation and to visit the Hampton Synagogue for the first time. Tell me about the first time you walked into the congregation. So the first time that we um, arrived at the Hampton Synagogue was 2006. Uh, I was teaching at MTA then. I was teaching Jewish history and computer science. And a friend of mine was then serving as assistant rabbi, and I was a third-year Smicha student, so um, this was a summer internship. 
and my wife and I came out. It was Memorial Day weekend. Dudu Fisher was the chazan, accompanied by the choir, wow. as she was back then for holiday weekends. And it was absolutely a mind-blowing experience. And that, and, and that was already in the sanctuary that I saw and, and davened in this past Shabbos. That was in the sanctuary that you saw. Uh, back then, the Hampton Synagogue, back, back then on a holiday weekend, it's nowadays too, um, there must have been eight or 900 people in Shul Shabbat morning. It was a holiday weekend. It was Dudu Fisher. Uh, we had a congregational Friday night dinner um, in, the, in our um, Edelstein Hall following services Friday night which attracted another 120 people and a guest speaker, and we were off and running. You know, um, it's interesting. What you just described, uh, and most people would think it would be unique, what you've described, for a holiday weekend or a quote-unquote big Shabbat. From our perspective, it looks like it's what's happening every single weekend. So it, It happens every single weekend, but it happens a little bit differently every single weekend. Uh, no two Shabbatot here are the same. Rabbi Schneier and I um, take special care for that as we're planning the summer, which begins back in January or February of each year. Wow. One of the things that we're really trying to make sure is that every weekend is special, um, that there is incredible programming every weekend, or that there's the right mix of guests every weekend, and that we're presenting an incredible array of things for people to enjoy, but also not that any two weeks should really be the same. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And uh, some people, I, I believe, some people would study uh, your um, your uh, approach to programming, and they they'd learn a lot from it because it, it seems that from Thursday to Monday, certainly, and I, I might even argue, you know, the other days of the week as well, you're really packing the community schedule with as much as possible, shiurim and lectures and concerts and author discussions and Jewish films and breakfast forums on Sunday. Like it's And, and a kid's program, one of the things I mentioned is I, I was walking into shul for Mincha Friday night, and I'm seeing a bunch of people walking out of shul, and I've never seen that before. You know, who walks out of shul on the, on the way into Mincha on Friday? And the answer is you have an amazing kid's program that takes place Erev Shabbat, uh, which most people, most congregations in the world, wouldn't be brave enough to do an hour before Shabbos. No, no, for sure. Um, going back to your first point, uh, I think that we are that kind of a model. Um, I know that the summer brochure that we publish every year um, towards the end of April or the beginning of May, that has the full list of our calendar to that point, because it develops obviously since then also, um, every summer, is widely circulated among synagogues and Jewish community centers, and people read it and they study it, and they have conversations with us about how to do some of what we do in their context. I can tell you that I meet at least once a year with um, the regional directors at the Orthodox Union um, who do synagogue services, who um, also are impressed by what we do, and they try to figure out ways, we try to figure out ways through which we can um, almost export to a certain degree um, what we do in a way that other synagogues can do as well in their context. Um, we see ourselves as the pace setter. Very interesting. I'll tell you. I was amazed. I was amazed by the programming. I was amazed at the congregational and community reaction, frankly. 
uh, because uh, you, you never know what people will find interesting or what they won't. It seems that you have a community, a congregation that's completely engaged in what you're offering them, and they're interested in current events and hearing about different things and the seeing and enjoying uh, different aspects of Jewish life. Uh, I would say that the the Cantor's presentation would be among those. You know, it may be a three-plus-hour service. No one seems to mind. The time seems to fly by. You even mentioned to me, because I was wondering what a rabbi's perspective was when you have to, you know, be there every single week and, and experience the chazan. And, and to me, it sounded like when you're not there the rest of the year, it's something that you miss on a weekly basis. Uh, it, it, how could you not miss a davening like that? Yeah. Um, and I, I can even draw the parallel um, to the way that we do the programming, as, as you just did, the, the same way that no two weeks are the same programmatically, the davening isn't the same any two weeks either. Um, Kendra Hershik is not only an incredible talent vocally, but he's the, um, the consummate Baal Nusach. Uh, he's the consummate um, Baal Tzfila. And no two davenings are the same. So if you were um, in the synagogue last week, as you were, and you heard those little um, bits and motifs of the High Holy Days, Nusach, um, kind of interwoven into, into davening as kind of a foreshadowing of what's to come. Um, if you were in the synagogue a few weeks earlier, you would have heard a few, bit, um, a few bits and motifs of Tisha B'Av woven into the service as wow. a foreshadowing of what's to come. Right. Which pieces he sings, how he sings them, it's different from week to week so that somebody could be in the synagogue from May through October and never experience the same davening twice. Are any two Kiddushim alike at the Hampton Synagogue? Of course not. <laughs> and you're serious about that? 100%. <laughs> so you come for Kiddush, it'll be different week after week. It's different week to week. And there's some mainstays that, you know, crowd favorites right. that keep recirculating the same way that maybe certain speakers are, you know, crowd favorites or certain cantorial pieces are, you know, part of the regular repertoire. But it changes week to week. That's part of what's important. Going back to something you said earlier also, sure. um, I think I explained this to you as we were walking home from dinner last Friday night. If you think about any typical synagogue um, or any typical Jewish community, Usually what ends up happening is that there are a certain number of people that are there. They're just there because they live there. That's their shul. And there's a certain number of people, a smaller number, that are um, kind of looked to as the movers and shakers of that community. They're right. the ones who have the, the vision. They're the ones who perhaps provide the financial support. Right. They're the ones who um, sit in leadership positions outside of the community or within the community. Uh, one of the things that we're very fortunate to have at the Hampton Synagogue is for you know, 10, 12, 15 weeks a year, we have every community's those people. And we have the causes that they're involved with. We have the organizations that they lead. We have the Jewish leaders and thinkers that they're close to. And they're here to enjoy themselves. They're here to meet up with their friends who share similar interests. And they're here to share. And the energy that that provides, that it provides you know, to the synagogue leadership as well, it's an incredible feedback loop, and you saw a little bit of that energy and that dynamism when you were here as well. No question about it. It's really unique, very interesting. A, uh, a, it's, I always thought, as many I'm sure out there, you know, think and wonder exactly what it's like, but it was completely different from what I expected, and it was really a, uh, a wonderful experience. The Hampton Synagogue, everybody, a public service, and I don't know why I'm having trouble grasping this. When, when you're on Long Island, uh, the only way to have a daily... Uh, Shachris Minchamariv, 
uh, for for what's almost hundreds of miles, right, would be at the Hampton Synagogue. What would be the the radius of uh, of where you, that you guys would cover in terms of a daily minion? I, it's hard to say. We, we've been we've, we've thought about this a lot. Um, certainly, from us to Montauk, which is you know about sixty miles heading east, right. there is no daily minion. And going west, also um, dozens and dozens of miles until you find a community that has a stable daily minion. Um, you know, the joke that we like to tell people who, um, you know, I, I told you this as well, who come out for the first time is you have to prepare yourselves because it's literally a very long island. Right. <laughs> uh, certainly is. Especially on a Friday, by the way. <laughs> well, only, right. Well, it's like flogging into a black hole on Friday. <laughs> right. right. The further you drive, the longer it takes, and you will feel as though you're never going to get there. But um, all the way out here... I think, you know, at a certain point, going back, you know, a few decades, there, was, there were more Jewish communities, there was more of right. a sense of daily minion and um, synagogue life. Um, unfortunately, for a variety of reasons, that's dwindled over the last uh, number of decades. But we're the, we're the stalwart. We're proud to be here. And Jews from these small communities anywhere around here know that we're the place to come for community, we're the place to come for a minion. Um, if somebody needs to say Kaddish, they know that they can count on us. And the people that are here year-round who make up the Daily Minion, who did it originally as a grassroots effort, by the way, they did it by themselves, um, take incredible pride in being able to provide that for the Jews of Suffolk County. Yeah, the Daily Minion is such an important service, and it's obvious that the Hampton Synagogue is doing it really well. All uh, right, Bronstein, I thank you. It was a great Shabbat. A one, I'm glad we had this opportunity to do a little bit of a review and, some, and get out some information about the uh, synagogue to the broader Jewish community. And continued Hatzlacha, continued success as you uh, embark on 5779. The new year is right around the corner. It sounds good. Rabbi Schneider's joke always is that a typical synagogue rabbi has, you know, three months to take, you know, to get ready for the high holy days. We get about three days, you but know, um, it'll it, be incredible. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I don't really want to give this preview, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, it's the, that is the thought that is going through my head as I think about my upcoming conversation with Cantor Hirschnick, because every Cantor, and there have been many who have been on this program this time of year in the last 35 years, we have all discussed the time that they take off during the summer. That is obviously something that Cantor Hirschnick does not enjoy uh, or does not is not able to take advantage of. So, no, yes. Obviously not. He's davening this week. He's davening next week. Exactly. There's a bar mitzvah the week after that. So just, and then suddenly so, you snap your fingers, flip the switch, and we're in Yom Narayim mode. Correct. Just like that. I mean, the energy changes completely. I mean, he'll daven Shabbos, and the, and the following Sunday night's going to be uh, Rosh Hashanah. Absolutely. So, you know, the next night, frankly. So, yeah, that's going to be unique. I'll, I'll mention that to him, and uh, we'll talk about that. And, yes, you're right. Both the rabbis and the cantor and all the community leaders uh, feel that when you have the unique situation that the Hampton Synagogue has. Uh, right, Bronstein, thank you so much. Best regards, and we look forward to speaking to you in the future. Absolutely. Come again soon. Greatly appreciate that. Rabbi Avraham Bronstein, rabbi of the Hampton Synagogue, had a very, we had a very, very interesting Shabbat there this past Shabbat. And I thank him and his family and the entire congregation. And we'll have an opportunity to speak to Cantor Hirschig at some point between now and Slichus right here at JM and the AM. More coming up 12 minutes before 8 o'clock.
Thursday morning with your Achmiel Begun of the Miami Boys Choir. It's called Shalom. You heard Shimmy Engel, brand new with Shainis. Baharik Osi, that was brand new from Rogers Park. From their album entitled Petersburg. A minute after 8 o'clock, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSNF. Hey, everybody, come along for the ride. 
Yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. Pretty amazing, huh? Brand new Yehuda Green. I have a feeling you'll be hearing that at the Kalbach Shul Slichus <coughs> at the Westside Institutional Synagogue. That is called uh, Shmakolenu, brand new. Shlemy Gertner, brand new with Hands in the Air and Serenity. Thursday morning, it's J.M. in the A.M. at 16 minutes after 8 o'clock. If you want to sponsor a po- part or all of a J.M. in the A.M. broadcast, including our Elul Chauffeur blowing, you go to the uh, following website, fjbunity.org. You could do that in honor of someone, in memory of somebody, whatever you wish. Again, it's FJB for Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, fjbunity.org. And the sponsor away, as we like to say. And uh, we thank you very, very much for that. That's for sure. Um, brand new, Shim Kramer, who is now living in Israel as of yesterday. Here he is at JM in the AM. The who? the <laughs>
Adon Olam, Adon Olam, Hashem Allah. Adon Olam, Adon Olam, Hashem Allah. Adon Olam, Adon Olam, Hashem Right over left, I never believed Until one day the tide went my way And I felt all your love washing over me Like the rise of the sun on a clear day I believe So take a look at me I'm feeling so alive I'm taking off on this major rocket ride 
singing in a song. Your hand is clear to see. On this major rocket ride, they're singing in a song. Your hand is clear to see. Oh, La 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 
in the AM. Of all the songs that are called Nigun Simcha, that is one of the best ones. Mordechai Shapiro off of Machar here at JM in the AM. That is good. Real good. Thursday morning broadcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Much appreciated. Uh, RJ2 had Ma'amin. You heard Yoni Z in there with Ani Ma'amin. And Shim Kramer, who's now a resident of the state of Israel with Vahu Kaili. Mazal tov to him and all the uh, Olim who uh, went to Israel earlier this week with Nefesh Benefesh. Well, Harry Rothenberg is with us live via telephone. He is a uh, he is a lawyer. He's a partner at the Rothenberg Law Firm, a law firm that has been partnering with us on some amazing projects during the year 2018. He is also a much sought-after lecturer on a variety of Jewish topics, and many of you are aware of the fact that just like Rabbi Goldwasser and Rabbi Yudin have been with us for years, and Rabbi Zwickler has been part of our Saturday night programming now for quite a stretch with Avrami, uh, we have incorporated at 1 o'clock every Friday Harry Rothenberg's video blog. We've incorporated the audio uh, that he releases each and every week. It's a refreshing contemporary message about the week's Torah portion or holiday with a healthy slice of humor. Harry Rothenberg, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you very much, and good morning. Good morning to you. So we could say you spend most of your day on, on law and Torah. Those are the two main things, huh? And family. And family, yeah. I don't want to minimize that, that's for sure. How did this Torah aspect start to the point where, if I'm if I'm looking at this correctly, you're partnering with Partners in Torah to bring this weekly message to everybody? So the, uh, the Partners in Torah video blog started around five or six years ago. Rabbi wow. Ellie Gewertz, who runs Partners in Torah, uh, buttonholed me, told me that he'd had this idea to do a weekly video. Um, I said, you know, so how often do you want me to do it? He said, weekly video. <laughs> right. I said, how long? He said, it'll have to be under five minutes. I said, how am I supposed to do a Dvar Torah in under five minutes? He said, that's your problem to figure out. And that's how the, the video was born. The backstory is even more interesting because for the prior two years, my New Year's resolution, Rosh Hashanah, was that I was going to contact many of the people that I had met, either through speaking at various different functions or different organizations or people that had come over to my home and invite them. You know, I figured Sunday night I'll do like a weekly short video because I had already prepared something for Shabbos every week. And, of course, like most New Year's resolutions, I didn't do it two yeah. years in a row. And so when he buttonholed me, I kind of looked up, you know, up to the heavens and said, all right, all right, all right, okay, I got the message. I'm going to do it this time. The, so it was a perfect forum. The video... Um it includes a lot of, I guess what we'd call pop references and, and different things that one might not normally find in a Dvar Torah presentation. Uh, guilty as charged, <laughs> the idea, since it is for partners in Torah, is that it's something that someone who's from can watch and then tell over at their Shabbos table, but somebody who's not observant will find interesting. And so we want to keep people's attention. Uh, attention spans are only getting shorter these days, not longer. Yep. And so by including various different clips, videos, pictures, etc., we're trying to keep it you know, topical, um, uh, on top of current events, uh, interesting and fun. We mentioned that the audio is now part of our program on Friday afternoons. How do people, what's the easiest way for people to access the video each week? I guess either going to the Partners in Torah website, which is partnersintorah.org, and finding the little link for Harry's video, or uh, you can go straight to YouTube and just search for Harry's video blog. Oh, very easy cool. way to find it. Harry Rothenberg is with us. We're talking about the video blog that he's, he does with Partners in Torah each week. Uh, do you have a preview 
uh, for us about what you'll be speaking about for Parsha Shoftim. Is this something that you've already been thinking about for a while? So uh, I don't want to spoil any surprises, but I will say that it is good to be the king. Um, it is very interesting. I find it fascinating that, that we would have a king because we already have a king. Right. We have a king upstairs. So the right. fact that we have a king downstairs, obviously we're supposed to draw some lessons from that, and so that's what I want to talk about and the history of week. And in the history of film and television, there are a lot of good king references, so I guess we'll see some of those. Huh? There are. You might see one. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Tell me about Partners in Torah in general. This audience is somewhat familiar with it, but as you know, we get new listeners all the time. Uh, why is this a worthwhile effort both for the students and for the mentors to get involved in an organization like Partners in Torah? So let me tell you the, uh, the what, and then I'll tell you the, the why. The what is that Partners in Torah, Rabbi Gortz, came up with this brilliant idea wherein he would take someone, let's say, like you or like me, someone who has a background right. and is able to teach, whether you realize it or not, you're able to teach if you have a background. You can share something with someone who was less fortunate and didn't have the opportunity to have a background in Jewish study. And then he will pair somebody like us up with someone who doesn't have a background, right. somebody who's interested. And he'll interview the, both the mentors and the mentees. He'll find out what are the strengths of the people who have signed on to be teachers, and he'll find out what are the interests of the people who have signed up to be students, and then he'll make matches. It's, it's like Shadchanes. He will, he, will, he will make a Shadach between the potential teacher and the potential student. The whole thing uh, is remarkable. It's amazing. And the, the, and the, the why is that... I will tell you that, that you can test this out if you go to any partnership, particularly any long-time partnership, right. and, you, and you separate the two, you quarantine them, and you ask each person, okay, who gets more out of this, you or the other person? <laughs> so I can pretty much guarantee that the student will say, of course I get more out of it. I'm the one who's learning. He, he or she is only teaching. And if you ask the teacher, they'll say, you know, the student thinks they're getting more out of it, but I'm telling you, through teaching, I'm getting more out of it. And that I find amazing. Is Harry Rothenberg getting more out of it uh, doing the video each week than those who are watching the video? Uh, I have no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Because there's so much that ends up on the, on the cutting room floor. To get the, <clears throat> if it were a 20-minute video, that would be easy. Just pick a topic and just you know, tell over everything I've heard about that topic. But because I spend so much time during the week drilling down and looking at everything I can find, every safer I can find on that topic, it's, a, it's not only a, you know, a, an exercise in self-discovery, but I'm constantly uh, finding more and more interesting aspects of, of different areas in the, in the Parsha. And being a Parsha and Torah junkie is thrilling. Nothing less than thrilling. Harry, I'm sure you're familiar with the practice. There are a lot of us that have a list of people that we are in touch with on Erev Shabbos, many of them who are not really uh, as affiliated as we'd like, um, whether it be by telephone or by email, etc. This, this I think you would recommend, and I certainly am recommending, that people who are in touch with, uh, with people of limited background, this would be an, an amazing opportunity to simply send them this link to your Parsha blog each and every week. Uh, I've done that. I've done it all the time, and you, I, it's amazing to me the reach. You know, I never have any idea who's watching it. I'll tell you a quick story. Sure. I was in the airport. I was heading when I when I go to speak uh, for a Shabbaton every so often. What I like to do is take a, one of my kids along to turn into a father son or father daughter trip. Right. So I was heading to London, taking my daughter on a trip, and in the airport in Newark Airport, I see a fellow wearing a, a yarmulke eating the soup in the United Lounge. Right. And I said, that's, that's clearly not kosher. So I mentioned it to my daughter, and she said, you go over and tell him. I said, ah, he's a total stranger. She said, nah, I think you should go over and tell him. So I called my Rav and asked him, because it's not so simple about giving tocha. And he said, you know, he, if he's wearing yarmulke, he probably doesn't know. You should go tell him. I said, I can't believe I'm doing this. So I walked over, pulled up a chair, introduced myself to the guy, said, you know, I'm here all the time. I'm familiar with everything that's kosher. I'm not so sure that is. And he said, what do you mean? It's just vegetables. And I said, I know, but they, they cook it 
in a non-kosher oven. So it's, you know, it becomes non-kosher. And he said, I, I, he was horrified and he stopped eating it. And then I introduced myself and said, you know, if you're, he was from the West Coast, if you're ever around, you're welcome to come to my home in Passaic. I live nearby. Oh, and by the way, you might be interested. You know, I do this weekly video. You know, I'll send it to you. And he gave me his email address. And so I added him to the, uh, to the weekly email that goes out from Partners in Torah. About a year and a half later, just before Russia shone out of the blue, I get an email. I'm sure you'll never remember me. Uh-huh. We met very briefly in the United Lounge. I can't thank you enough. I watch your videos every week. They, uh-huh. they changed my life. Oh, my God. Just from a chance meeting. It was unbelievable. What an amazing story. I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Harry Rothenberg offers a refreshing contemporary message about the week's Torah portion or holiday with a healthy slice of humor each and every week. He does it with the partners in Torah. As you heard him say, you can access it through YouTube. Uh, we have it here at partnersintorah.org slash harrys-video, partnersintorah.org slash harrys-video. And now, of course, Harry, the big question, when will we be uh, privileged to see the Parsha Shoftim presentation? So hopefully it will be out later today. Great. So it's, it's, uh, it's being edited, I assume, and being worked on as we speak. Uh, not not quite as we speak, but as soon as the phone goes down, finishing <laughs> <I laughs> touches. Kalakavod, it's really an amazing effort and a really fun way. Frankly, I hope I'm not going to get in trouble for saying that. A fun way to uh, to um, uh, check out the uh, Torah portion of the week each week, and it's much appreciated. Thank you very very much, and continue Hatzlacha with this. You're very welcome, Harry Rothenberg. He's a lawyer. He's a partner at the Rothenberg Law Firm. Uh, a lecturer on a variety of Jewish topics, and you can enjoy his video blog, including Parsha Shoftim, which offers a refreshing contemporary message about the week's Torah portion. Go to partnersintorah.org slash harrys-video, or as he suggested, you can just simply go to YouTube, search Harry's video, and chances are you'll find it ASAP. Thursday morning broadcast with plenty more coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM.
יש דברים קצת קשים, לא צריך לדאוג. שאלות בחיים שלא נותנות מנוח, מלחמות בעולם לא צריך לדאוג. דאגות על המחר קצת לא בטוח, השכנים מרעישים, לא צריך לדאוג. והלחץ בכבישים, אז תעצור לרגע, גם אם קשה לך, אל תעצור, תמשיך לרוץ. אם תיפול, אז תקום, לא קרה כלום. J.M. in the A.M. Uh, Levi Cohen with, with Matanat Tovai, her Derek Achim and Lachado D. Coming up, Unlocking Greatness with Charlie Harari at 9 o'clock. Jew in the City with Allison Josephs at 10.30, at 10 o'clock rather. At 10.30, Miriam Alwalek on That's Life speaks with Dr. Tali Lando Aronoff, author of Helen Back, her story of surviving breast cancer. That's coming up at 10.30. We'll live lunch at 11. Don't forget tonight, Erev Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zomik begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time, presented by Kedem. Yaakov Shweki, JM in the AM. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Tfilat Hashla is the name of that selection. That's uh, Yaakov Shweki and um, and Yaakov Shweki and Yitzi Waldner, right? Yitzi Waldner together on that selection off of the Musica album here at JM. The AM. Remind you tomorrow it's weekly update time. Malcolm Holine is expected to uh, be with us, and. Um, They'll join us at JM in the AM, 7.40 Eastern Time tomorrow morning. So make sure to be tuned in for that. Trying to think what else I have to tell everybody. Uh, A lot of action today on the network, as you would imagine. Uh, Charlie Harari is next, unlocking greatness. Jew in the City Speaks, Allison Josephs at 10 o'clock. 10.30, Miriam L. Wallach with Dr. Tali Landau-Aronoff, author of Helen Back, her story of surviving breast cancer. Live lunch, we'll do that at 11, 7 p.m., the Arab Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zomik and presented by our amazing friends at Kedem. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network and, of course, the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a great Thursday here at JM in the AM. Tomorrow morning we're back. We'll start at 6 a.m. Weekly update and more. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.